0: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for blessing us with life. We thank you for giving us the right mind, the mind to serve you, to do your will, to walk in your calling, to overcome, through your word, every attack that the enemy brings forth. Lord, I pray that as we speak this word tonight, that it will penetrate the hearts of those who listen, that it will encourage those who listen, And will keep us in line with your will for our life. We thank you for all that you do. We give you glory and honor. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk about how you're not enough is just enough. You know, we live in a, in a, a world that always tells us that if we're running short, then we need to go to the system, or put in for a loan, or seek help from somebody. And when we hear this often, it becomes a part of our life, our routine. Most of the time, we miss the fact that our first point of reference should be God. This is really for us who believe, because most people don't understand this. You know, most people are conformed to the world. So if, you know, you're lacking in some area, whether it's financial, emotional, spiritual, then there's some type of system set in place by the world to say, listen, we're going to help you get what you need. That peace of mind, that extra bit of money or whatever it is that we, you know, we're running short on. And when we have this mentality, we never get to see how God moves on behalf of his children. You know, the Bible is very clear from Genesis to Revelation that, you know, God will never leave us and he never forsakes us. He never sends us out on an op- operation or an objective or some type of submission and then we don't have what we need to succeed. We're left trying to just figure it out for ourselves. He never operates like that. You can't find it nowhere in the Bible. I mean, you can read in Psalms where David. You know, he asked God, how long will you, you know, wait? When were you going to answer my prayer? But David himself said that he was young and now he's, oh, yeah, he's never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. And yeah, there will be times where we feel like God's taking forever. And there'll be times we feel like, you know, this ain't going to cut it. We need some more. And throughout all the experiences where we may feel like we're missing something or we don't have enough or God is taking forever, he still shows up and he shows himself to be true. He shows himself to be faithful. And you know, the Bible says that God is faithful even when we're faithless. Not when we have a little bit of faith. Not when our faith is up and down. He said when we have absolutely no faith God is still faithful because the Bible says he can't deny himself. He's not like a man where one day the man's speaking truth and the next day he's speaking absolute lie. Can't hold to his own word. God don't operate like that. And we're going to read about the widow and Elijah. And we're going to see how in the end of the day, the only, God, only thing God really wants is your obedience. That's all he wants. He wants you to have belief in him and obey what he says. And when we do that, we won't lack a single good thing, period. Contrary to what the world says and how you may, you know, like I said, a lot of us, we kind of, I grew up like this, too. We look at somebody who's. Doing quote-unquote well Or whatever the case may be And all of a sudden, boom, they get hit with tragedy And say, well, you know, I thought that person was a believer I thought that person You know, that was a pastor We we find ourselves comparing ourselves To other people And we're missing the fact that that has nothing to do with us God gives us Exactly what we need To get what we need done To go where we need to go To accomplish what needs to be accomplished And First Kings chapter 17, verse eight. This is right after Elijah had proclaimed a drought. And it was going to be a long drought. And God had told him, go to the brook and, and, and stay by the brook and, and you'll be taken care of. Drink from the brook. And he commanded the ravens to give him bread and meat. So he got to eat breakfast. He got to eat dinner. And he got to drink from the brook. Elijah was obedient to God and God was faithful, doing what he always do, providing for his, his chosen, his children. And in verse eight, it says, then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to, to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he rose up and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in your cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. In verse 12, he said, so she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And and see, I gather a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you said, but make me a small cake from it first and then bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elisha and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken to Elisha. You know, this this person obviously must have been in a devastating situation. The widow, I mean, she said, "All we have is some oil and some flour, and we gonna eat this little bit, and that's it. We done. We don't. We don't plan on seeing tomorrow. We don't have no uh, plans for a future vacation. We don't plan on getting involved in the in the summer sports or going to the zoo or." You know, we have no plans of visiting our family members in another country. We're going to eat this little bit, the last that we have, and we're going to die. But Elijah told her what God said. Being a prophet, he spoke a word to her. And she had a decision to make. She could have said, you know, I'm just going to do what I feel is going to really benefit us in this last bit of time that we have. You know, we've calculated what we got. We did the estimates. And my projection is due to the drought that's going on, we're not going to have enough to survive this drought. So we're going to eat, enjoy our last meal. Our life going to come to an end. That's what she could have did. But she chose to be obedient, not so much to Elijah, but she was obedient to the word of the Lord. And because she was obedient, she survived a drought. While everybody else was falling apart, I'm sure many people died because they didn't have anything else to eat. They didn't have any water to drink. She had oil and bread to last her simply because she was obedient. See, when we don't have enough and we running short, God already knows that. He's not some God that just fell asleep. He's not some Buddha statue or some Hindu statue. He is the God who knows the end from the beginning. And he knows what's coming down our path. He knows the things that we're coming up against. And understand this, whatever it is that we have to overcome, it's already in our possession. It's already in our hand. Whatever we need to get from one struggle to a victory, to go from a place of lack, not enough defeat, to a place of overflowing and blessings, is right there in our midst. We get so used to searching on the outside, going out here and there and doing all these different things trying to manage the problem, trying to see how we can, you know, navigate the problem. God said, give Elijah the first piece of that cake. And if she would have not have been obedient, she would have followed through for what was happening in her life. The drought was taking him out. So I wanna tell you guys this and understand this to be true. Whatever you're coming up against, whatever it is, I don't care what it is, sickness, depression, anxiety, lack in any financial, uh, mental, spiritual, whatever it is, emotional way, what you need to overcome and get through The drought in your life is right in your possession. Look at when God had called Moses in the burning bush. He didn't take Moses and say, Look, Moses, go ahead and get you an army together. Go build you up some troops because, you know, Pharaoh, he got a pretty strong army. You know, he he has a lot of power and he's well known and wealthy. He didn't even tell Moses to go get a degree. Go get educated, Moses, because Pharaoh, you know, he got a lot of people up there that are very wise. He said, what's that thing in your hand? And that thing that Moses had in his hand outdid the wizards that Pharaoh brought forth. And it parted the Red Sea and allowed greatest rescue in the history of time take place. Look at Noah. I didn't say Noah, I want you to build an ark, but before you do that, I'm going to send you off to engineering school and get you educated first on how to make this des- how to design this ark in such a way that it'll carry all these animals and your family and float while I flood the earth. The world got us thinking that oh, if we want to get a better job or if we want to get a better opportunity in life. If we want to overcome adversities and situations, then we got to sign up for these systems and these programs and all these things that God's not even at. And I was talking to a gentleman the other day and he, he kind of looked through my uh, Facebook page and he said, Oh, you know, you in the ministry, you, you, you a man of God. He said, well, I'm going through seminary school too. And I said, look, man, I've never been through seminary school. A.K.A. Cemetery School. They not teach you how to walk in the power of God. They teach you how to calculate and precisely build a ministry. Nothing that relates to the scriptures. Because when God called his disciples, he called average Joes that were on their jobs. And turned these men into world changers without one day in seminary school. Their seminary school was seeing Jesus perform his his work. So, listen whatever area you're lacking in, and you feel like it's not enough, and that God can't provide, or maybe you need to go to somebody, some system, fill out an application. If God's going to bless you to overcome your storm, The first thing you need to do is believe. That's the first thing you need to do. The second thing is you need to be obedient. Because he'll never tell you that you have it right in your midst. You got enough oil and flour in your midst if you ain't going to be obedient. You don't even believe. See, yes, this widow had a heart of obedience. Obviously, she didn't want to go through that situation in a drought not having enough. I mean look at what's going on in the economy right now. How many people are are going haywire because of what they say or what's even actually happening in the economy. I could tell you right here in Georgia we had a quote unquote snowstorm that was coming. And people were buying up everything. Except for the non-perishable items like canned goods. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what's up with Georgia folks but They bought up all the chips and cookies and donuts. And I don't know how you're supposed to survive a snowstorm with that kind of food. But people were panicking and they were rushing out and buying stuff. You know, I'll tell you what I did. I went um, to my gym and trained people and kept doing what I normally do. You know, God wants you to go stock up. He going to tell you not Fox News, not CNN, not ABC. Not these systems of the world that don't even care about God. Some of them actually are complete anti-God. They're going to give you the advice. This is why the Bible says, be not conformed to the patterns of this world. People went out and spent all their money on food that they don't need, and we didn't even have no snowstorm. Now, so what are you going to do, turn around and sell it? That's how the enemy gets us. He gets us following these patterns that contradict the word of God. Oh, you know, you just got to be safe. You never know. You got to be cautious. You never know. You just got to make sure just in case. And here's the word of God says to his disciples. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, make your request known to God and the peace of God. which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts through Christ Jesus. But We got to believe and we got to obey. And he will take that not enough and let you know it's just enough. Take you through whatever it is you're going through. Whatever it is. God says he, he won't leave us as orphans. You know, I've said this so many times. You know, God is not, will never call us to this life, to this walk, to this lifestyle of a believer. And then we have to struggle. In such a way that we can't even fulfill his will. The will that he has for us. The things that he's called us to do. To the world it may look like it. Just like when Paul was on the boat. On his way to see Caesar. That storm looked exactly like he wasn't going to make it. And that everybody on that ship was going to die the word of the Lord went forth and he, as an apostle, was obedient. And thankfully, those who were on that ship with him was obedient and every one of them survived survived the storm and the shipwreck. So for us who believe, I just want to tell you guys, listen, this belief in Christ Jesus is contagious. It, it rubs off a certain kind of thing to folks, you know. When people falling apart and, and life is becoming devastating, they see you trusting God and he just keeps on opening up that door, keeps on making a way. People start to jump on that. That's called the light of the uh, of Christ. You know, that's that's the salt of the earth, the, that, that salt that gets into the earth that starts to saturate the blandness. And that taste that people have becomes different when they get around you. So I want to encourage us to have faith and be obedient and know that whatever you're going through to get through that storm, to get through that drought, that dry season, you're not enough. is just enough. God will take that little bit And supernaturally keep you going forward. Just like he did for the Israelites when they came out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness. They didn't go one day without food. They didn't even need to shop at the mall and get a new pair of clothes. He kept their clothes fresh. And he made sure that they had something to eat and drink the whole time. So be encouraged in this season. Don't let Fox News, CNN, or anybody else fool you. If you're obedient, you walk with God, everybody else will fall apart. A a thousand shall fall at that side. Ten thousand at that right hand, but it shall not come near you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue, I got a lot of tongues coming against me right now because of the fact that I'm doing something in a season where most people are failing at. It's not me. It's God's faithfulness. And He's going to make sure that when everything is falling apart and everybody's collapsing, you're going to still ride that storm out. It's the history of God. And like I've said many times before, God has a reputation to uphold. You can't say you trust in him, show that you trust in him, and then all of a sudden it looks like you wasted your time. It may look like that in the moment. It may look like that to other people in the moment. But he will not let you be put to shame because that's his name. And can't nobody put God to shame. That's all I wanted to share tonight. Stay encouraged. Keep trusting God. Keep walking by faith. Keep believing no matter what happens. Don't let what you see change what you believe. And watch God show up and show out as he always do. To him be all the glory. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for keeping us. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for standing in the gaps. We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against us, we shall condemn. You are true, you are holy, you are righteous, and we stand on your infallible word. We give you the glory and the honor. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.